We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez, and the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year, and we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final from American Family Field, and the result is not good tonight. The roller coaster ride continues. A 9-4 Brewers loss in game one of this three-game weekend series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. Tim Allen, there's Tim Stadium Shea. We are live, as always, right here in the Lakeland University Studios. The leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. And it wasn't the first inning tonight, folks. It was the uh, second inning that really chewed up the Brewers uh, as six hits and five runs later, uh, the Brewers are chasing from the bottom of the second on, trying to chase five, and they just they just couldn't get enough. 9-4 was your final. And in looking at, uh, looking at uh, trying to talk you off the ledge here a little bit, the roller coaster uh, of peaks and valleys just continue here. It is a little bit of a roller coaster, I admit. Uh, they are, however, five and three in their last eight. Let's look at the. Uh, let's lead with the Craig Council positive. Uh, Adrian Hauser did settle in after that second inning. He did fill the void a little bit and prevented a really short start by uh, chewing up the six full innings that he did. But d- big damage done. And and you know, raise your hand if you thought the game was over at five zip. I think a lot of you did, I, and that's okay based on this Brewers offense of a batting average of 232, a team batting average of 232, and that's what we'll talk about a little bit. want to get your reaction here on this uh, ball game. It looked like uh, it was just a little too much early, and, and they got behind the eight ball, and against against the, their guy, um, 
he's good. He came in with a two flat ERA. And and that just that was an uphill climb from the start. But again, with the plight of the Brewers offense right now, and you you saw it play out tonight again, and it's been something I've been pointing out here for a while, and that is, you know, they seem to be uh, never in attack mode. They they never seem to string together, oh, I don't know, three, four, five consecutive hits, H column. Hits are, to me, and that's what I wanted to ask you guys, is that how do you measure then uh, an offensive player these days? Because we have certainly transitioned into the sabermetric world. The analytics department is uh, a, a way alive and well, and it's, it's a big money business for a lot of organizations. It really is. So that being said, there's a lot of metrics out there to measure uh, the success rate or lack thereof of a, a Major League Baseball player. And, and what do you look at then? You give it the good old-fashioned eye test? Are there certain statistical uh, pieces of information that you look at that you can say, well, his OPS is this, his on-base percentage is this, you know, he leads uh, or he's sixth in, in the league in doubles, or he's got the most home runs at his position in baseball. That's a big one we're hearing about Willie Adamas. But coming into today's game, he was hitting two eleven, And so you wonder with this offense if – at times, yeah, they're getting on base a little bit, but then they can't come up with the hits. And when they do come up with the hits, they can't string them together. And that, to me, is the the biggest uh, the biggest metric that I look at is hits. It's a batting average, and I, you know that has and I, and I know a lot of writers, analysts, broadcasters, etc. Will say I'm full of it, and say Tim, you're antiquated when you look at the batting average. That's just not the way baseball is. So let me let me lay this out to you. First of all, what do you look at? But always, secondly, always are, are we, Okay, well, is me, it? Me, at least. You, Tim, Shea. I, yes. I look at average. Are we supposed to look at a dude that hits 21 homers and, say, knocks in 64 runs? 21 and 64 guy. Are we supposed to now look at that, but he has a batting average of 214? I'm just making this up. I'm not pointing fingers at any one uh, player. But 21 homers, 64 RBIs, and hits 214. And his on-base percentage is, I don't know, 316. Are we now supposed to look at baseball players as a good baseball player with those numbers? They want us to. I think they do. I really do. I don't I'm, think that's good. I, I would at, at, in my books, that's not good. Okay, to 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 me, it 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 is still uh, a batting average is an indicator to me of what kind of hitter he is. It it just is. I, I I will I will not back down from that. Are there other metrics that will tell you, hey, the dude hits into a bunch of bad luck, and instead of me telling you this, then then you can go to the numbers and bear that out. And say, hey, his barrel rate was this. His uh, batting average of balls in play is this. And you can kind of extrapolate certain things out of this. But if the batting average is at 214, how much is the bad luck going to make a difference? I don't know. 10, 12 points? Okay, congratulations. You're now hitting two and a quarter. (laughs) Come on. 
And so I think that might be one of the issues here with the Brewers' offense. And we hear it a a lot. You know, we set the table there. Craig Council has many, many times over the years, including this year. Hey, we got got their guy into a jam there with uh, the bases loaded and one out and just couldn't come up with a big hit. Just couldn't come up with a hit. How do you measure then offense? Let's talk about that tonight. And we also want to, I also want to have a little fun on a, on a Friday night here as well. And since the Blue Jays are, you know, they're, they're a good young team. They, they really are. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to pour some love across the diamond over to the Blue Jays. Yeah, they're fine. They're good. But what's interesting is the uh, sons of big league players that are on that roster and in that starting lineup for the most part, Biggio's kid, Craig Biggio's kid, Dante Bichette, and there's a Milwaukee connection there. Bichette played here uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, let's see, uh, Vladdy Jr. is over there. I mean, there there's some big league father-son combos. And I recall uh, years ago collecting some baseball cards. They had the big league brothers cards. I don't know if you recall that in the 70s. They had George Brett and Ken Brett and... Bob Force and Ken Force, the, the, the pitchers, and the Negro brothers and things like that. But uh, the father-son duos are pretty interesting also. And there are way more Brewer connections that I had thought. Did you know that uh, Jamie – I didn't know this until tonight. Surprisingly, I didn't know this. Jamie Navarro's dad played in the big leagues. I never knew that. So there are some Brewer connections. We'll have a little fun with that. I'll just kind of scroll down the list for you a little bit later on. But they lose tonight 9-4, and in large part, I think it is an offensive uh, issue. Now, the pitching has not been great, let's face it. And just to add insult to injury here, uh, their high watermark this season uh, was on May 30th. They were 14 games over five hundred. Since that day, May 30th, June has been a swoon. It has been. I hate using a Cub thing. I used to celebrate June every year when the Cubs just swooned it away. That was fun. Unfortunately, the Brewers have played 8-15 and 15 ball, 7 under since May 30th. Ooh, that's not good. But how do you measure an offensive player then? Let's, let's hear from the fans. We hear it from the, you know, the Bill James of the world, and this is a new form of baseball. And this is the way you got to look at baseball. Tim, you got, you're antiquated. You guys, you don't measure. You don't look at baseball that way anymore. Hold on now. Well, that's what they say to us. I don't like it. 211 is bad, okay? <laughs> you, you can't for, – for me, it's bad. And then – you hear managers all over the uh, all over the league, including Craig Council, say, you know, um, yeah, but you, you hit homers, it's all or nothing. And then his response is, and others like him are, so you're going to get on us for hitting home runs. Nice spin job. That's a good spin job. It really is. We say 211's bad. They say get him in the all-star game. Yeah. I mean, again, 21 homers, 64 RBIs. That's for a season. Just make up a player. Create a player on your on your video game. Hit 21 homers, 64 knocked in. His on-base was 316, but he hit 214 for the year. Are we supposed to look at that now 
as a decent baseball player? I don't. Everybody hits homers these days. They're all hitting home runs these days. I don't know if that is the, the metric that I would use to gauge what would be considered a good hitter or a decent hitter or an above average hitter. They're not, know this too, <clears throat> they're not all going to be superstars, let alone star players. You can't fill a squad with, you know, 26 man roster of all star players. Nobody does that. I mean, they, come, they might come close, they might buy a bunch. Yankees, Dodgers, whatever. Um, but you're not going to have, you know, star players up and down that lineup. But 247, a couple of players heading into today's game on this Brewers roster, Hunter Renfro and Andrew McCutcheon, both of them hitting 247 into today's game. Is that good? Now, again, is that good? You think it's good? I, I, I don't know. 247 to me would be, mm, yeah, you had kind of a down year. wasn't a disaster, but it was kind of a down year. These days, you're supposed to look at that and say, 247, that's not too bad. Well, yeah, it is. Hits. You got to hit the baseball. You got to hit your way on. I want, I want single, double, triples, as well as the home runs that everybody gets. I want some hits. I would take a handful of this team batting 247 right now. No doubt. And we'll go over some of those numbers tonight, too. I mean, give me some hits here. You saw what happened in the second inning today. Base hit, base hit, base hit, double, double. Five consecutive batters. They didn't hit home runs there. Base hit, base hit, base hit, double, double. I think there might have been one more hit after that even. They may have had six consecutive hits. <laughs> when was the last time? The, I think the Brewers did that maybe once this year. 799-1250. Let's get your reaction on the game and how you measure an offensive player. I think it's a fair question these days. You, hey, you guys are the ones that are paying good money to go watch these guys play baseball. You have your own choice. You have your own opinion to say, hey, I don't buy this stuff. And I'm not going to steer you in any one direction. I'm not completely abrasive on on analytics here. I'm not. I know it sounds like that at times. I'm really not. But I can tell you this. Half of those metrics, flush them down the toilet because they're smoke screens. They are. They, they're for the front office. They're not, they're not for me. I want hits. Give me a batting average. Can you hit 267? And just because around the league batting averages are down, I'm supposed to accept this. I, I, I just don't. I'm sorry. T 211, 214, 221, that just don't cut it for me. It just doesn't, it doesn't do much for me because it just tells me he's not a good hitter. He might be a home run guy, but does that mean he's a good hitter? Yeah, swing away. You're going to barrel some up. Sure. Almost too picky with the bat. I mean, you you had you had a, a base hits today. Uh, Jace Peterson, and I want to say it was the fifth inning. Yeah, it was the fifth inning. Jace Peterson lead, leads off with a base hit. Jonathan Davis uh, follows that up with a base hit, first and third. 
It looked like the Brewers were in attack mode right there. Jace Peterson check swung on the first pitch, swung at the second pitch for a base hit. Jonathan Davis saw five pitches, of which three of those he swung at. So it looked like they were going into attack mode. And then what happens? Christian Yelich steps up. First pitch, right down the middle for strike one. It seemed like the whole energy left the room during that at-bat. He ended up with a fielder's choice rollover RBI. I mean, he got the ball in play and scored a run, made it 5-1 at the time. But again, if you were in attack mode, how many times have the uh, uh, has the other lineup ambushed Brewers pitching? Just go, go. There was back-to-back pitches that were home runs last week. They were in the span of six pitches. They had three base runners about 10 days ago. And it just seemed like, you know, the attack mode, why? Because they're... They're handling an at-bat correctly because they can boast their sixth in most walks drawn this season? Then that leads me to the second category, on-base percentage. I don't mind on-base percentage. I don't. I've come to respect that a lot. Why? Because it's avoiding outs. And that, if you're not going to get a hit, let's just avoid it out here. So I'm all right with that too. But some of this other stuff? Nope, I won't buy it. And you don't have to either. You can if you want. 799-1250. Tim Stadium Shea, where are we going to lead off here? Who's our leadoff hitter? Let's lead off with Dick. Hey, Dick, you're on the fan. 9-4 Brewers lose. Uh, your comment on that, if you if you choose, and also how you measure a good hitter in today's baseball. Well, um, you know, I'm kind of an older guy, and I want to send these nerds to the Internet here. <laughs> Look up Enos Slaughter and Rocky Calavito, okay? And then then come back, okay? Launch angle, all this stuff. What does that do? Here are the two statistics that I think make the most difference. Uh, Batting average, because that means you're getting hit. Mm -hmm. But maybe one that's even more important is getting hit when runners are scoring in scoring position. Yep, yep. I mean, I don't care if a guy's batting 200 for the for the regular season but if when he gets ducks on the pond and he's hitting 340 a tremendous difference and the reason why they were three for 28 in the cardinal series with runners in scoring position four games three for 28 at one point they were one for 20 the reason the reason for that is because you didn't have hitters behind the guy that just got on you didn't have hit after hit after hit Or you didn't have the opportunity when you did get a a one-out walk. Okay, there's a base runner. Nice. Okay, we're all cooking now. Okay, uh, then you get a hit-by-pitch. Whoa, look out. Brewers in action here. They got the table set. Two on, one out. Then the next guy uh, makes it out. You fly out. Okay, so now there's still two on, two out. Then the next guy works a walk. Now we're cooking. Bases loaded with two outs, and then there's a ground out and inning over. Doesn't it seem like that's the Brewer, Brewer M.O. here? But you know one other point I want to make, Tim, before let maybe the nerds look up Rocky Calavito, is that if you look at where we are now and statistics, and I'm not talking trajectory or, or ball speed or any of this stuff that no one ever even cared about when uh, the Yankees were winning all those championships, 
but here's a, a statistic I think is real. Most wild card teams either are a great hitting team or a great pitching team. You know what we've got? We've got a great pitching team. We don't have a great hitting team. So all the wild card statistics in my mind say we just we, you, you got to hope the pitching holds up and we get some runs when we need it. Yep. Those are yep. those yep. are statistics you need to look at. Launch angle, all this stuff. I mean, my <laughs> I God, hear you. I, my Dick, God. I hear you, man. I, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. Now, the naysayers on the other side will say, Rocky Calavito, yeah. Enos Slaughter. Yeah. These guys didn't. These guys didn't face today's athlete that's gassing ninety eight, ninety nine on a regular basis. Okay, but but here here's the counter argument in that guys are pitching eighty, eighty five. They never saw stuff like that either, right? True. There weren't many it, that were throwing throwing ninety throwing, at at some yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, there was. A, I I still remember. What did Goose Gossage throw the ball at? He, he, I don't think he ever hit a hundred. You know. Yeah, but he had three hundred saves. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so you, you, things change. Okay, the ball changes, the gloves change. Look, maybe because I'm an old fart, but if you look <laughs> way back, the gloves these guys had were, were, were incredibly bad. Oh, you should have saw my first glove. I, we talked about this a few. Yeah. Dick, I got to let you go. Uh, my okay, first glove, fine. Cleet yeah, Boyer, man. Cleet Boyer glove. It was as flat as a pancake. I, I was just so. I bought it for like a, a dollar and a quarter at a rummage sale somewhere, and it was as flat. The pocket was just almost not even not. It was non-existent. And I put that thing in. I tied rope around it. And I put a baseball in there. I tried to get it a pocket as best I could, and it just. I was just happy to have a glove. Okay, so I was wondering why Hunter Renfro wasn't in the lineup uh, for the last couple of days. I said he was dealing with a little calf issue. You've got some news, Tim Shea. Yes, uh, out of AmFam Field. We'll obviously hear from Craig Council in a little bit in the show. But Hunter Renfro, like you said, is dealing with a calf issue that occurred on Wednesday. They'll know better tomorrow if it will be another stint on the I.L. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hold your breath. It it pours, yeah. 799-1250. Here's something else. Just think about it. I, I, I really try to keep this in, in the most simplistic terms that I can. Do we as fans really, truly care that they're measuring launch angle by the degrees? Seriously? Am I supposed to be impressed that this launch angle was this versus this? Additionally, do we really care that the exit velocity was 113 instead of 105 (laughs) off the bat? Seriously. Because I don't. And I'm a big baseball guy. It doesn't impress me. It really doesn't. It was hit hard and barreled up. That's cool. That's self-explanatory. You, you watch this stuff, and boy, he hit a laser beam into the gap for a double. Off the bat, it was 111. It was still a barreled-up laser beam into the gap when it was off the bat at 106. Who cares? So we get lost in these numbers some sometimes. But again, I will say that, you know, 
batting averages are down, well, okay, if it's across the board, yeah, maybe there's something to, to do with the bigger, stronger, faster athletes today making baseballs do silly stuff. Could be. You want to go to Jeff? Is that it? I'm sorry, Tim. No, no, no. Uh, you're good. Uh, let's go to Nate. Okay, Nate. Nate, you're next here on the fan. How do you measure a good hitter, Nate? Um, I agree with you. It's batting average. And for me, it's about the moment. Like, you come up with a, you come up with bases loaded, two outs, and you produce. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking at, man. Like, like it's no clutch gene in any one of these bullshit hitters right now. It's not like they go up there. They go up there, and when they should be, when they should take a pitch or two, they swing for the fences. When you go up there. And a guy is struggling. They want to take all the pitches. They want to take all the pitches in the world, and and just watch pitches right down the middle. For me, Tim, I don't, I don't know about I don't know about you, but Mojia, he to me he wasn't he wasn't right today. For me, Who, like, who's that? I, like he wasn't right in the beginning of the game, and instead of taking advantage of that, you see Brewers. Pitch, you see Brewers players taking his strikes right down the middle, taking strikes and just taking strikes when you should be being aggressive. You and then you get the bases loaded and you st- and we're still looking at strikes and, and we're hitting balls into the ground. Like the approaches have to be different. And and, and me, and you have agreed on this time and time again. Yelich gets up to the plate and he takes. If I was a pitcher, I'd throw him a strike right down the middle because he's not going to swing at it. Yeah, it, it, he's consistently taking first first pitches. He has swung a little bit early, about a month ago. He went on a little bit of a binge of being a little more aggressive. But uh, like I said, in that fifth inning, it was attack mode, a couple of base hits, first and third him, and then Yelich is up there, and the whole the whole steam came out of the the place. Now he did end up getting a ball in play. He went deep count, but the whole the whole thing the whole attack mode was lost right there. And I'm not blaming Yelich, believe me, I'm not. Just on another top on, on another note, may I throw this in there? Some of the uh, team at bats have gone to the wayside, uh, in my estimation, in baseball. I don't believe the stop or the uh, the, the stop sign uh, with base running and the take sign with hitting. I don't think they're real prevalent in baseball anymore. I think they trust these guys way too much. For example, what was McCutcheon doing stealing a base down six? Uh, what in the world was McCutcheon doing stealing a base in any situation from the fifth inning on when you're down six runs? Inexcusable. I don't care how many MVPs he's got. He's got the one. Uh, I don't care how many all-star games you played in. I don't care what you've done in your past. That is brutal. Stealing a base in the, what was it, the eighth inning? I believe it was the yep, eighth inning. the eighth. Down six runs. Brutal. Inexcusable. So, just saying. Nate, I, I got to go. Nate, now I know that. We'll, we'll talk over the weekend, Nate. I'll give you more time. 799-1250. Um, just real quick. The, the batting average as a team for the Brewers coming into tonight was two, 232. Where do you think that ranks in, in all of baseball? 
This wasn't the case for the first couple of months. It wasn't. It ranks 25th in all of baseball. There's only five other teams that have a worse batting average. And this thing is laden with Wongs and Yelichs and McCutcheons and Renfros and Narvaez and Telez and huh, surprising to me. Uh, let's see. On base percentage, 310. That ranks 20th in all of baseball. So you're lower third there or tail end of the middle third. OPS, middle of the road, 15th in the league, in all of baseball. Uh, slugging percentage of 400, right in the middle there, 13th in all of baseball. Oh, there we go. Home runs, 95 long balls coming into today's game. You rank fourth. Congratulations. Uh, I'm proud of you. RBIs, 11, and they rank. So middle third. That's not too bad. I'll take that. Hits, 19th. That goes along with the batting average. Not surprising. Uh, let's see here. Run scored, 13th, middle of the pack. Um, doubles, 103 of them. That ranks 26th. That would go to the slugging percentage. Uh, triples, they're ranked right in the middle of there at 16th. Strikeouts, 638 of them, 6th most in all of baseball. Wow, that explains some of the batting average. Walks, they are sixth most generated. Now think about that. That's why I think sometimes that can work to a little bit of a detriment. And I know that sounds crazy. What, you're going to get on guys for walking? Um, no, not really. No, I, I, I hope not. I hope that's not what it sounds like. It, it just sometimes that can work to a detriment. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, you get you get two on with a couple of walks, and you know there's only one out, and then a, there's a pop up, there's two outs, and maybe a hit by pitch, or maybe there's a scrap single, a scratch single that that would just load the bases up. You did get a hit there, but and then it's a pop, fly out, and the inning's over. Um. Christian Yelich is hitting 240 into today's game. Omar Narvaez hitting 252 into today's game. Rowdy Telez, 249. Colton Wong, 228. Willie Adamas, 211. His on base, by the way, Willie Adamas' on base percentage is 282. Wow. Jace Peterson is only hitting 228. His on base, on base Jace, this isn't working for that nickname, Jace, 306. Hunter Renfro hitting 247 on base 300. Andrew McCutcheon, 247, 312. Tyrone Taylor hitting just 224. Uh, Hold on. Let me see here. Tyrone Taylor hitting 224. His on base is 272. Luis Urias hitting 209 with an on base of 308. Victor Caratini, 255 and a 383. Okay. Keston Hira hitting just 206. Uh, Brasso hitting 272. Uh, so there's some of the numbers. Let's get back to you guys. 799 1250. Matt. Matt, you're next on the fan. Hey, I was going <clears> to. <throat> commented on the uh, slugging percentage being the key factor if you look at uh, the top 15 teams in baseball like all the best teams 
they have the highest slugging percentage. But I I'm an old school guy, and I think uh, Moneyball is good to make a team, perhaps. But uh, once you have a team, I I think you gotta be able to have a, a group of players that can play ball and put the ball in play and not strike out. Like play ball, ball really. in play. I like it. Put the ball in play and let something happen. And don't work the count. I'm a high school baseball coach. Don't work the count. Know, know the situations. 0-2 fastballs, swing the bat. First pitch, swing the bat. 3-1, swing the bat. Uh, I don't know. I think there's too much in analytics nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it is. I've heard Craig Council say this, Matt. Listen, listen, Matt. I've I've heard Craig Council say this in the past, and he was asked uh, about what what advice you'd give to younger ball players coming up. You know, kids and and high school players and things like that. He said it was bat to ball skills, bat to the bunt. ball. They can't even bunt. They don't even know what a bunt. Well, there's there's explanations for that. Sacrifice bunt, a bunt for a base hit, and a push bunt is. They don't know it. It's 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 amazing to me. Yeah, like, it's it's. I don't know. Crazy. I think they need to go. When you have a pitching staff like the Brewers have, you need guys that can put the bat on the ball, and you need guys that can bunt when they need to bunt. And I think it falls on Council a little bit too. I don't think he bunts enough. Uh, I don't think he plays situational ball enough. I mean, Miller Park is a park where you can just hit dingers whenever you want, and I think that plays into the mind of the players. They think they're coming to Miller Park and they just hit dingers, and they're not. They're striking out. Get better batting average, guys. Matt, thank, thanks for the call. Get better batting average, guys, uh, and uh, the home runs will come. They, they, they will. Bat to ball skills, I, I not, only, not only like that, I'll go you one further. I want guys that barrel to ball skills. I want the barrel to the ball. Move the hands in, depending on the pitch. Let the ball get deeper in the zone, depending on the pitch. Go the other way, all with barrel. All the intent to get not just the bat on the ball, is the barrel. Then launch angle, exit velo. Be a uh, batting average of balls in play. That will all come. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, let's go to Mike. Mike, you're next here on the fan. What do you say, Mike? Hey, how you doing, Tim? More important, how you are. Good, good. Yeah, so I I agree with uh, most of the callers as well as you. I mean, I think it boils down to batting average. Uh, that is the most important because don't don't it, but don't let me sway you guys. I'm I no, mean, you, no, you guys are no, your this, own men. You guys no, think this, what you want. I'm just asking. I'll I told you what I how I measure a good baseball hitter, and you can you can respond to that. How do you measure a good baseball hitter? No, because if you're not getting hits consistently, you're not a good hitter. I don't care what your on-base percentage is, what your slugging percentage is. You're not a good hitter. You might be a good power hitter or a good on-base by uh, on-base guy, but you're not a good hitter. And right now, the Brewers lineup is comprised of all-or-nothing guys. So they have an all-or-nothing offense. They either get a walk, a home run, or a strikeout. Uh, so their offense is very susceptible to slumps, uh, and if they don't hit home runs, they're usually not going to win. 
And we've seen that time and time and again. It even makes it even more, you know, prevalent since we're missing two of our ace pitchers. Uh, and, you know, uh, what's uh, Hauser and Lauer have been absolutely horrible the last five years. Lately, stars. yeah. Yeah, yep. they've been horrible, and that hasn't helped. But they, I have another point as well, and it, it was just interesting to look this up. But in 2002, when the Brewers won 56 games that year, guess what their batting average was as a team? Just guess. Two, I'm going to say 251. You're close. 253. They okay. batted as a team. Some of their averages, 279, 288, 280, 257, 287, 302. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's a different era and everything, and, you know, the guys are throwing harder or whatever, but there's guys on the Mets hitting, you know, they got six guys hitting above 270. The same thing with the Cardinals. So we, I don't think we can make those excuses anymore uh, because the other heavy hitters in the National League, they got good hitters that are hitting for average. Uh, and guess what? When you're hitting for average, you're usually going to have a good on base percentage as well, right? Yeah, yep, yep. That's that's so. true. It, it, it's it's a trickle down. All right, thank, thanks, Mike. Thanks for the call. The other day we pointed this out. Another example would be if if another team can do it, then we we can't say that this is a an industry issue. Because the other day the lineup card submitted by the Brewers and Cardinals, had Rowdy Telez as the top batting average on the Brewer in the Brewer lineup. That was at that point two fifty three. Of the nine hitters for the Cardinals, seven of those nine were above two fifty three. <laughs> they they only had two hitters that were hitting below two fifty three. The Brewers had eight that hit below 253 in the same game, same era, same year, same make, same model. See dealer for details. Okay. 414-799-1250. Um, yeah, let's get one or two more in here, Tim. Yeah. All right, Dave, Dave, you're next here on the fan. What's going on? Well, first of all, Tim, I have the perfect player to describe your, 21 homers, 64 RBIs, and 212 batting average. Okay. His, his name is Dave Kong Kingman, and that was his career. That's all he ever did. And he was spectacular, but he played for a losing team because the Cubs were, were really horrid back yep. in the day. Yep, yep. Now, and and, and he, he did have a nice career. He really did. It was yeah, okay. But was he a great player? I mean, I, I don't no, know how, how we measure that. Right. So my point is this, you know, and you and I have talked about this years ago. You know who I who my go by his mantra for hitting. And I brought this up with Sparky yesterday, and I don't know if he brought it up with you because he's going to talk to you about is it the hitting or is it the pitching. But I think the art of hitting is dead. I really do. I think that, that guys go up there. I was watching. You talked about Yelich. I watched Urias, and I watched uh, – uh, Adamas go up to the plate and get fat pitches and they're swinging so hard because they want to hit the ball over the fence even though they're losing by six runs like that that home run will make the difference right. in a six run game instead of being disciplined and and you know waiting for your pitch and just hitting it you know you used to watch Joey Votto 
and he used to choke up, and he, all yep. he ever did was make contact. That's all he ever did. He hardly he, ever he, struck he'd out. stand in there 10 minutes. He'd foul off six or eight pitches. Same with Anthony Rizzo. They'd do the and same he, thing. And, and they'd get their pitch, and they'd hit it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that if the Brewers were really serious about this, and, and people that called in were right, if you're hitting the ball um, and you're hitting for average, the power will come. But I think, you know, and this is going to sound really, really crazy. You know, you need to get somebody like Wade Boggs or or uh, Barry Bonds or somebody who can tra- can translate how to hit to these players instead of these guys that we – I have no idea who these guys are. And to be quite frank, I don't think they know what the hell they're talking about. So, you know, one last thing. We talk about guys aren't very good hitters. We talked about Urias and Adamas hitting 210, and they got 280 on-base percentages. Do you know what Biggio's average was tonight before he hit that home run? It was 210. Do you know what his on-base percentage was? It was 380. <laughs> 380 with a 210 batting average. Despite the Brewers, yeah. Despite the Brewers' walks being up as a team, they still they still don't reap the benefit of of a of a high OBP. There's just no discipline. It drives me crazy. Hanging fastballs, hanging curveballs. First two pitches, you're down 0-2. The guy throws one in the dirt, swinging a miss, and you're out of there. Yeah. Well, and, how many and, times and, have you heard Euchre, Levering, all these guys say, "Boy, you'd like to have that one back." We hear every single every single night. Dave, final question to you. I got one for you. What did you All think right. of McCutcheon trying to steal a base down six runs in the eighth inning? Well, Tim, I'm a fan, but I'm not a fanatic. I left at the end of eighth. I was so disgusted. <laughs> so I didn't even see it. You know, but but that again, we were talking about looking down to third base for a signal. They don't do that anymore. They don't get steal signals. He did it on his own. Oh, for sure he did it on his own. There's no manager There's no manager this side of Denver that would have said, hey, you're all right to go, green light, go. And, you know, that's, that's funny because you got to wonder what the guy's thinking when he tried to score last night, and instead of sliding, he stood up and he got tagged out at the plate. He got digged. He got digged. That's what happened. He got digged yeah. by the catcher. It's, it's like he's, he's taking dumb pills right now. I don't know. Just run till you make an out or you score. That's that's what that's that's what Carlos Gomez used to do. It looks like that's what Andrew McCutcheon is doing. Oh, these and days. you know how I felt about Carlos Gomez. <laughs> yeah, Dave. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave. We'll talk yeah. again. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. One more, and then we we definitely have to break. Here. All right. Let's go up to Brian. Brian, what do you say? You're on the fan. Nine four. Brewers lose game one, but. Hey, they've won five of their last eight, so the sky is not falling. What's on your mind? Well, Tim, I talked to you the other night about the batting average, if you remember it, remember that, and, and and you're absolutely right on the batting average. It's, it's it's essential to being a good hitter, and and I think your previous caller said the art of hitting is lost. I really believe that's that's the case. I really do. I mean, when I when I see when I see Adamas. And, I mean, and Arias, I mean, I think Arias is just, he is just lost. He's lost now. right now. Yeah, he is. Yep, yep. And, and, and if it Abrasso doesn't, doesn't come in and, and, and take his spot for a few days and just give him a clean head. But these guys are, 
we've been we've been bad offensively, bad hitters, and and bad situational for a while. We've talked about this, and this is, and I think I think it's hard to change someone at this point in time. But I'll tell you, I'm little, I'm worried about about this about this offense and where where we're headed right now because we just we look terrible at the plate, and it, there's no there's no discipline like your previous callers had said. You know, and, and and I don't know, and I don't know where. I mean, you could go to even even actually, you know, Yelich actually had two hits tonight, and yeah, he he likes to look take that first strike down the middle of the plate, but you know, he's at least getting some hits. You know, he, he is, but, and he's turning things around, guys. On on a brighter brighter side of things, he had two hits, two walks, two RBIs today. Uh, since going into the leadoff spot, we we're seeing a difference in him. At least that is a start of him back getting back to where he was at least it's a start yes yeah and i and i think i think i've said it before and i'll say it again i think you just leave him there i know i know it's it's really hurts because our middle of our lineup has been so bad and now if renfro goes on the disabled list again who knows but we have no middle of the lineup even even rowdy came up rowdy in that st louis series he really struggled in situations and then all tonight again you know what i mean even though he's one of our better hitters we just we as you look at Toronto's lineup, and you look at their o- OPS and their batting averages. I looked at this on the screen tonight, yep, yep. and we we are we are just brutal. I don't know, I don't know how Craig can can look at this and be so disgusted by it and not say, you know what, something's got to change here. Yeah, they uh, all right. Thank thanks for the call, my friend. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. I think they're a better offense than what they're showing. I do. But it's getting more and more difficult to say that here on June 24th of the 2022 championship season. Just trying to figure this all out. It's what we're doing. And, and I think it's a fun conversation. I really do. Because I think over the course of the last several years, we've been given a big old pile of smoke screen, a bunch of numbers just flying around the room. And we're supposed to believe all of this. You, you, you guys. Again, I'll, I'll case in point. Exit velo on a rock double into the gap. Do you really care if it's 106 off the bat or 112? I don't. That, that, that just didn't make it any better of a double or worse of a double at all. It was. It's irrelevant. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Also, father son combos in major league baseball we looked at the the whole list here there's a lot of brewer connections there's some pretty good talent i have my own thoughts on on that in just a little while we're going to hear from craig council i want to hear from you as well a beautiful friday night mid to late june we're off and running here in the 22 championship season you got to feel pretty good about a lot of things going on right now gene wagner plumbing post game show brewers fall nine four We'll be right back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Plumbing baseball postgame show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game. Presented by the 5 o'clock Steakhouse. 5 o'clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Yeah, beautiful night tonight and uh, not too buggy yet in this corner of the state. You know that? That's that's some Keep good it that news. way, please. Yeah. yeah can, <laughs> can we? Brewers Fall 9-4, Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, talking about your evaluation of a hitter um, and what makes that, uh, you know, uh, uh, whether it's an analytical piece of information that you get or whether it's the eye test or whether – you know, it's a batting average or OPS. That's that's a big one. On base percentage is uh, is uh, going up for me over the years. I I don't want to be that guy. Just so you guys know, I don't want to be that guy that is resistant to the changes and evolution of baseball. I, I don't want to be that guy. And if I apologize if if I'm sounding like that guy, I think I'm being very fair about this. Baseball, to a large degree, has not changed in 100 years. It's still throw the ball, hit the ball, and run, right? It just has, against your peers in that era. So someone once told me everything's relative to something. And one of our callers tonight brought up that, you know, back in in the day, whatever day you want to choose that day, 40s or 60s or 20s, you know, when, when a pitcher was so in 85, that might be relative to that era, and that might be what, what it would be like facing 99 because your upbringing in baseball is against your peers, and, and it was relative to the competition at that time. So, again, I, I, I don't want to be that old guy resistant to change. I'm open for it. But again, I want to simplify it enough to where we all understand it. And to measure a launch angle in degrees because of a ball that was hit 426 feet, I could care less. I don't think it matters. But to some it does. And to some degree, this information is used to either help in, let's say, an arbitration hearing. Let's say contract negotiations. I was listening to our sister station uh, down there in uh, Chicago, The Score, uh, a few days ago, and Cody Decker, former big leaguer, uh, who's actually turned into a pretty decent broadcaster. And um, he was talking about he requested to see the analytics late in his career, and they wouldn't let him see them. He's like, guys, what do you think I'm going to do with this? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold on barely, as he said, hold hold on barely to his big league career. They wouldn't let him see him because they were afraid that he was going to use them in some sort of potential contractual negotiation. So you have that as well. 
Are you, if you're going to use analytics, well, then lay them out there for the player to use them to get better. I don't know. It's just, it's just I guess it's perspective. But I, I am open to a lot of different ideas. I love a pitch clock. That would go against me being resistant or antiquated with my philosophy of baseball. I love the extra inning rule. With a runner at second with nobody out, although the, the one I love, they're going to get rid of, uh, allegedly for next year. I, I'm with Council on that, and Council has said he's he's learned to like it a lot. It's pretty intense, but yet they're going to get rid of that. It's everything that the league wants for their fans. It's more action. It's game on the line. There's all, all sorts of things, but. For me, it's batting average. For you, it's what? 799-1250. Our call of the game. Here we go. Brewers, uh, they get on the board in the fifth inning with a uh, fielder's choice rollover by Christian Yelich, but got the ball in play, got a run, made it 5-1, and then things got a little dicey after that, testy after that, as Euchre would say. And then in the seventh inning, oh, here we go. There you go. Get the ball, launch angle, exit below. Let's measure it all because this not only went over the wall, but it went over the wall at a velo that you loved, and that made a difference. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the exit velo was, but I know it was a home run, and it's our call of the game tonight. Can't get through it as Taylor turns one around. That ball's hit well, and it is gone. Back-to-back games, Tyrone Taylor with a home run. 102 off the bat? Bally Sports, <laughs> Wisconsin. Is that what it was? I don't know. I was, oh, you're just guessing. I, we're okay. just, just going to start guessing these after every home oh, run, right? Oh, gee, that made it more of a home run. He gets actually <laughs> two homers on that one swing because of exit velo. We're just uh, poking fun at this, and I will get to uh, Craig Council in a little bit. I will also get to father-son Major League Baseball uh, combos that uh, I thought was just kind of fun cruising through this list. Let's go to Jim, our friend in Chicago. Jim, on the Odyssey app, what's going on? Hey, Tim. Yeah. You know what? Good hitters get hit. I, I don't know. There's, there's no other way around that. And uh, I guess, you know, what I look at is, like, with the shift and everything going on, if I step up to the plate and there's three dudes on the left-hand side of second base, why am I not working on my opposite field grounders? And, and granted, I haven't played baseball in God knows how many years. But maybe you can tell me this. How difficult is it for me to try to hit an opposite field grounder through the infield to get a hit? Well, it's, it's, it's challenging. It is because the, the, they shift for a reason. that you're, you're patterned to uh, say you're a dead pull hitter. Man, they, they got you scouted for a long, long time. That's why maybe at the lower lowest levels or even high school or college that that's where you start working on your craft there, and that, that would make it a lot easier. I mean, to hit the ball the other way, the premise is simple. It's, it's difficult doing it. No one ever said it was easy, and I'm not saying this is easy. And then, Jim, I know you're not either. But, you know, you got a guy that's, that's gassing you on the inner part of the plate and you're supposed to go the other way. Your hands can't get in that quick. You can't let the ball go deeper into the zone, which that premise is easy. You let the ball get deeper in the zone. The bat path is a little bit on the late side and it goes the other way. Well, the, the problem is the ball's coming in at 97 and you're supposed to get the hands in and then wait just an extra little 
fraction of a second to make sure it goes the other way. It's just not an easy thing to do, but I think much like bunning. If you start at, uh, you know, 15 years old, once you make the varsity team at 16 or whatever it might be, and then on from there, and, and it's a craft, it's an art form, but it can be done. You know what, and I and I hope we can do that. And I guess the last thing, the last point I want to make is this: you know, we're 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 having a good year, and we have great pitching. So I guess where we live right now, would we rather have the great hitting or the great pitching? I, I think the great, to me, the great pitching takes so much more to actually develop. So I think we can develop the hitting over the course of the year. We have 89 games left. I think we can do this thing. Yep, yep. I think they will hit better. They and I'm sticking to that. Jim, thanks for the call. I am sticking to that. I agree. It's just frustrating sometimes. It really is. Mike, uh, down in Kenosha, you're next. Mike, what's going on? Hey, Tim. I I hate to break it to some of your callers that are a little out of touch with the reality or stuck in 1971, but you can't. There's a reason. There's a reason batting average is not looked at as much anymore. And Tell us. You, you you can't hit these guys. I don't think these guys, these callers don't understand the difficulty of hitting these guys today. It's not the hitter. It's the pitcher that have caused this. You, The human hitter, the human eye, no matter how talented you are, the ball's coming in at 95 to 100. Guys are throwing sliders at 90. You, you can't hit 300. It's, it, 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 you know, maybe a few guys can, but... It's not possible. And the other thing about batting average is this is what analytics have told us, and this is just the reality. Batting average in and of itself is a high function of luck. Singles are a high function of luck. You know, where the ball lands, what, you know, that's why the shifting has taken that away because people have figured that, you know, there's a reason guys can't just slap the ball the other way. You think if you, you – if it was that simple, everyone would do it. Yeah, yeah. No, you, I you I agree. It's it's very difficult, as as I just right. said. It it is. But but it, there is proof that two thirty is still pretty low. I mean, let's well, face I it. Agree, and, but I and the, you have the to... reason is because we can point to other teams. Right. Like I said the other no. day against the Cardinals, they right. had they had seven of their guys that were hitting higher than the highest right. batting average in the no, Brewers lineup. You're right. right. Relative to the rest of the league, the Brewers batting average is poor. I think you just have to adjust like, you know, yeah. 250, 260 is now like the new 300. And, and we would take that. that way. Yeah, but I would yeah. say if you're, if you're looking for a simple stat, to me it's OPS because that shows a combination of how often you're able to not make outs along with, how often you're able to actually drive the ball and produce runs with extra base hits. I mean, yeah, I don't really care about launch angle and exit velocity. That's all just window dressing stats. But mm-hmm. the underlying point with that is the way hitters have changed their launch angle and changed their approach, it's so hard to get hits off this pitching that exists nowadays that if you're going to get hits, you want to do your absolute best to make sure those are extra base hits. Because it's you're not going to get five singles in a row anymore unless you get lucky. Basically, that's the way it is. But the Brewers' OPS, I mean, are still poor across the. But how many guys do they have with an 800 OPS, which is generally yeah. a pretty good number? I mean, it's you know, Urias is under 700. I mean, there's a number of guys. 
you know, I, I hear a lot of people praise Narvaez because he, you know, he gets hits now, but his OPS is under 700. I mean, you know, we've talked about it. I, I think this team is in very much, you've used the word transition year. I really think their, their plan is this power and numbers with the prospects. I don't think this offense is going to get significantly better until yeah. this group of hitters they have a lot at the lower levels now comes. I just don't know what they can do. Mike, uh, you're you're right. They they are transitioning. They're they're right. putting together that gap between the yeah. pitching that they have now versus yep. free agents versus the prospects coming up in a year and a half or two. Yeah, and I think no doubt they're going to have to. They're not going to be able to keep all these pitchers at that point. But I think the idea is you identify what you can keep, you know, and then when you start to lose some of this pitching, you can supplement it with some more offensive talent. But you know, they're just they're so talent deficient on offense right now. It's, yeah. it's just going to be, this is kind of the team you have. It, they have to get the pitching healthy. That it, everything relies around that right now for where and their pitching is not innocent in this little funk here. No, they're eight. I totally eight, agree. Yeah. yeah they're totally eight and 15 agree. in their last right. 23 hey, games. I actually and, would say offensively. I know they, they left a lot of runners on and kind of lacked a big hit, but I thought offensively today they were okay. They've had far worse games. I mean, they, they got rallies together, put some runs on the board. Hauser killed them today. Today he was the problem, yeah. uh, if you ask me. But, yeah, you're right. But I think also you're missing some key rotational guys, and it's had kind of a domino effect. So if they can get, you know, Woodruff coming back and some other guys, you know, you might see them rack up some more wins here. But it's not going to be because of the offense, more or less. Yeah. Unless All right, they're Mike, playing great. bad teams. Yep. Great conversation. Great, great Thank conversation. And, and see, yeah. there's there's that other side to it. It isn't that easy. And I don't believe any of you guys are saying it's that easy. Necessarily. I mean, some of you guys might, but I, I don't think collectively we're saying that it's that easy. I think we're all saying it's frustrating. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, um, looking at this... Toronto Blue Jays lineup, you see Bo Bichette, Vlad Jr., and uh, Kevin Bivio, uh, Biggio. And, you know, their their pops played in the big leagues. And so I, I just figured I'd run through. And before the break here, I'll just rattle off a couple of these things. We're going to hear from Craig Council after the break. I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I will say this, that um, when, when the Packers – now, I don't know the exact situation. When they passed on, on T.J. Watt, uh, I think a lot of people wanted him to, you know, to get the, the home state guy, right? You had to bring that up. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, and, I get and, it. Yeah. And I recall using the philosophy that, man, if there's any insider information as to how to be a dominating NFL player, I think your brother might be a good, yeah. <laughs> good source of that, yeah. right? Yep. Brothers, I should say, yeah, would be good sources of that. And I've been a big believer in many years of uh, it's 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 the pedigree that really helps to to have a kid running around a uh, big league clubhouse. Look at Craig Council for crying out loud. I mean, that's certainly it makes you more comfortable. Uh, and and I think there's something to that. And even if if he doesn't showcase well, say a younger player, a college player, or a high school player doesn't showcase well, does okay in in his uh, particular uh, age bracket. Uh, but his dad used to play in the big leagues. Don't just pick him as as this, you know, splashy name type pick. 
Pick him because he, he stands a better chance of being in a comfort zone. And I believe that. And so if if there's opportunities down the line to to take a little bit of a gamble on players, I, I think I would on kids of, of big league baseball players. Um of their fathers. To take take those guys. You know, well documented, Cecil Fielder, Prince Fielder. I mean, some some teams refuse to look at that that kid, Prince, at that time. Too big. He's going to eat himself out of the league. A lot of scouts were, were saying, uh-uh, I ain't going there. Man, he had a great career. He really did. Uh, let's see. The the Bells, I mean, this is, this is pretty well documented. Gus Bell, Buddy Bell, and then David Bell. There's three generations there. Um, Griff Jr. and Sr., uh, Bichette, uh, as I just said, the, the Blue Jay guys. Um, how about Roger Clemens' kid? I didn't realize this, that Tim Dillard's dad pitched in the big leagues. That made my eyebrows raise. Yeah, see, I didn't, you know, I, I claim to know a ton about the Brewers, but I don't, clearly I don't know at all. I'm shocked he hasn't brought that up. I, he might have, and we just missed it yeah. because, yeah. you know. We're a little busy at, at times to, to hear the play-by-play when he's in there. But uh, let's see. Um, Tony Gwynn and his son, the Alomars, the Alus. How about a Brewer connection here? Jim Aducci and his dad, Jim Aducci. Uh Mike Adams' dad pitched in the bigs. I didn't realize that. Wasn't he in Milwaukee here as a reliever? Yeah. Uh, the Amaros, Tony Armas. Jesse and Josh Barfield, speaking of the Blue Jays. Ed Sprague and Ed Sprague Jr. Ed, Ed, Ed Sprague Sr. pitched here in Milwaukee. I want to say 74-ish. Yogi Berra and his uh, son Dale Berra. There was another Berra, uh, the brother of Dale. Yogi's other kid, Tim Berra, was actually a tight end for the Baltimore Colts in the 70s. That I knew. Um, Bonds, the Boones, Bob Boone, Aaron Boone, Brett Boone, Mike Cameron's kid, Daz Cameron. Uh, I didn't know this. Robinson Cano's dad played in the big leagues. Never knew that. Uh, Dave Duncan, the longtime pitching coach with La Russa in St. Louis, uh, and Oakland, uh, Shelby and Chris, uh, is his kids. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Flynn. I think he played in Milwaukee here in the seventies. Uh, his dad played in the big leagues, Terry Francona one year, the current Cleveland manager one year played in Milwaukee here. Uh, his, his pop played in the big leagues, Tom Gordon, D Gordon, Nick Gordon, Tom Grieve and Ben Grieve. Did Ben Grieve, Ben Grieve play in Milwaukee? He did. Yeah. Yeah, so there's yeah. another Brewers connection. The Harristons, Jerry played here, right? Yep. Um, another Brewer connection, uh, Jim Hegan and Mike Hegan, one of the guys that hit for the cycle uh, as a Brewer and then went on to be a broadcaster and a really good one. Uh, the Hunleys, uh, Adam LaRoche and his brother, uh, the, their dad p- pitched in the uh, played in the big leagues. 
Mark Leiters, the Gary Matthews. Here's another Brewers connection. Derek May, uh, his pop Davey May. The guy played in Milwaukee. He was the player uh, traded for Hank Aaron. Uh, John Mayberry and Junior. Lance McCullers and Junior. Hal McRae and Brian McRae, one of my favorite players in the in the 70s, Hal McRae. Uh, Raul Mondesi and Junior. Here's, here's the Jamie Navarro and his pop played in the bigs. Uh, Joe Negro and Lance Negro. Tim Raines and Junior. Pudge Rodriguez and his kid Derek. Uh, Pete Rose and Pete Rose Jr. Now this is on the list. Did Pete Rose Jr. make it to the bigs? I didn't know if he did. I didn't think he did, but I don't know. doesn't matter. Uh, how about uh, Travis Shaw? Uh, his pop played in the big leagues. Um, named Jeff Shaw. Uh, Larry Sheets and Gavin Sheets. Ed Sprague and Ed Sprague Jr. Stottlemyre and his kids uh, Todd and Mel Jr. Uh, let's see. Danny Tartable's dad p- played in the big leagues. Jose Tartable, didn't know that. Fernando Tatis and Jr. Um, Jose Valentin, his kid plays in the big leagues? For Philadelphia. Okay. Mel. I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Pete Rose uh, Jr.? Yeah. Ga- 11 games played in 1997 for the Reds. 14 okay. at-bats, two hits, two walks. He did walks. make it up. Nine strikeouts. His dad had forty four hundred, and he had two. <laughs> <laughs> way to way to keep keep the name going. Uh, let's see, Gary Varsho and Dalton Varsho. There's a Wisconsin connection. Neil Walker played here in Milwaukee. His dad Tom played in the big leagues. David Weathers, his kid Ryan. Uh, let's see, Bobby Witt and Bobby Witt Jr. Clyde Wright. You recall Clyde Wright? Pitch for the Brewers. His kid, Jarrett Wright, also played. Uh, EY and EY Jr. Wow, there's some. There's a lot of Brewer connections there. And one day, Strzelecki Jr. One day your boy Strzelecki is <laughs> going to have a kid, and he's going to get to the big leagues, and you'll still be on this postgame show. Lord so help he be- me. <laughs> he better hurry if indeed he has a kid. I'm not even sure he's he's uh, a dad Peter or Strzelecki Jr. <laughs> Yes. Let's go. Right. Yes. And he's going to come and come into Milwaukee and, and pitch here. Yes. Just for you, Tim Stadium, Shay. All right. We'll take a break here from Craig Council. Brewers do fall 9 4 the final. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Tim Allen and Tim Stadium, Shay, right here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Well, let's see if Craig Council says that Adrian Hauser pitched pretty well in that second inning. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> the last time uh, he had a uh, debacle in the first inning, he said he pitched pretty well. But uh, I doubt he will say that. They, they got him pretty good. They they really did in that second inning where it, it wasn't soft contact or any of that nonsense. It was it was barreled up kind of rockets. 
And uh, they touched him up. And, and for all intents and purposes, I mean, that was the game. He gave up five runs in the inning. Brewers lose 9-4. So even if it holds right there. Now, the one good thing uh, that Hauser did, however, is the fact that he got through six. And I know that seems, you know, trite almost. But it is pretty important that you save save some arms here. And, and that was key here because he was very close to having a super short start. And that would not have been good for the rest of the series. But uh, let's hear what Craig Council had to say after the loss. I mean, he missed in the middle of the plate. And, um, you know, when you do that, it's, you know, they hit some balls hard. And, um, you know, the pitch to Guriel was, wasn't a bad pitch. Um, but, I mean... You know, he, he missed some balls in the middle plate, and, and they hit him hard. Um, you know, sa- sandwiched by some some positive signs, um, you know, and, and some good stuff. But um, it was a big inning, and it was, you know, a, a big inning and going against a pitcher who was, was pretty tough. Is that hard to figure out, Craig? Because, you know, the first inning has been his kind of trouble inning, and he got, you know, clean head pitches. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, I mean, I think sometimes we get focused on that. I mean, it's in the end, you know, a starter's going to go out there and face, you know, 23, 24 batters. Um, and and if, if you want to keep runs off the board, you got to be solid for a, a whole bunch of them. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately in tonight's outing, it was a, it was a string of right in a row where he made the mistakes. And it cost them. Um that's you know that's how it works sometimes um but uh you know they they, they put good swings on balls hit balls hard um and you know they, they had five runs on the board pretty quickly what do you make of the sorry Sophia, what do you make of the the stretch of like the last four or five for adrian i mean you know there you know there's better in there right yeah i mean look i mean i think he's battling you know he's not there's no question he's not kind of the where he wants to be um you know, I mean, he, he, you know, he surrounded that outing. He, he gave us six innings tonight. Um, and, and so there's, that's a positive sign from it. But like I said, when you, when you string together just a bad run of six hitters and they all, they all do some damage, then there's going to be a number, crooked number on the board. Um, and, and you got to, we got to avoid that to limit runs. To get six out of him, though, I mean, that was a high Yeah, I mean, that, that's, you know, the last two innings were, were, you know, just like the first to me, um, very, very good. So we got to keep keep going. There's, it's in it's in there. Um, he's showing signs of it, but, you know, we got to string it together for, you know, the, the full outing. You talked before the game about Manoa, a guy that's on your radar is a really good pitcher. What do you think watching him live? Yeah, I mean he's he's got a really good fastball. Um, you know his breaking ball. I thought our righties did a pretty good job against his breaking ball. He, he threw some nice ones to our lefties to to kind of slow them down. Um, but but the fastball is a it's a good pitch and he he commands it well and he made some good pitches with his fastball um, that are that. You know, put him in places that's just tough to tough to get good swings on him. All right, there he is, Craig Council after the Brewers' nine four loss. And yeah, Hauser started out well. Finally, it wasn't a first inning that got the Brewers here. Ten pitches and got him one two three first inning. So that that was a good sign. And then 
third through the sixth. I mean, you put up zeros. And again, as I said, so that's the one good thing you can take away. I do wonder, though, when Woody is activated, if uh, they go to, you know, a, a five man and, and would Hauser be the the odd man out? Um, I mean, there's Chichi Gonzalez as well. He's going to get the start on Sunday, which is a, a little interesting thought. But, uh, you know, I wonder once these guys start getting healthy, who, who might be the, the, the odd man out? And... And it could be Hauser, and you could make the argument that he would actually help the bullpen a little bit. So just, hey, a lot can happen in the next 90, what, 89 games left here in the 22 championship season. We're going to hear from Adrian Hauser uh, after the break, and we'll preview uh, game two of this three-game set. Homestand now sits at two and three. And those of you that predicted a... uh, a big-time homestand, well, it's it's not happening, but uh, still a couple of games left here uh, to keep it in the middle of the fairway. And a uh, big game tomorrow, although the Brewers are facing a lefty, which is interesting tomorrow. Their record isn't uh, exactly stellar, and their offense certainly isn't in uh, facing lefties. But uh, we'll hear from Hauser next and preview tomorrow's matchup. Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. All right, Adrian Hauser has uh, had better seasons, that's for sure. And uh, he didn't have a great second inning tonight, but again, he uh, uh, the other... Uh, the other five innings that he pitched, yeah, he kept kept uh, kept the ball kept the ball in the park at least. Things got a little out of control a little bit later on, but a nine four loss in game one of this three game weekend series. And what did you think of the uh, City Connect uh, jerseys here? I'm okay the uniforms. With them. I'm okay with them. I bought a hat. You did good. You did. Yeah, I have the hat. Um, I'm I'm fine with them. I, I I like when the teams do the full color, matching the jersey and the pants, like the White Sox did with the all black, right, right. what the Cubs did with the all blue, what the Dodgers did. I like that. That would have been a little more interesting. I, I think, think I'm gonna have to get a new uh, replica helmet because of this. <laughs> Those were I slick. Be- I believe. Slick. Yeah, I believe I have every rep- replica helmet. Somewhere in the basement, okay. Like all of them they've ever had, like the full size helmet, not or not the, the mini real helmet. deal. No, the full or, size. Or, okay, like yeah, the, the baseball cap. Like, yeah, like the plastic. The, uh, yep. Like they serve the nachos in these days now. Yeah, the the bigger <laughs> ones though. Yes. Yeah. Um, Interesting. All the way back to the uh, just the block M. Yeah. And I even have a couple with the ball and glove, the the all blue, and then with the with the white crescent on the front do you have the uh m and the b with the crossing bats yes okay so i've got most of them in fact it was one one of my favorite giveaway days was the batting helmet yep giveaway yep. it was uh i think back in the day i, I, wish I they thought, still do that yeah i know that and bat days they they went away well those were well, I'm thinking of the baseballs. I remember that one opening day where the baseballs were being thrown. Seven. Yep. Yeah. That that's just so umbrella day was one of my favorites. 
Everyone is opening them and spinning them in the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the crazy stuff that went on underneath the umbrellas. Hey, now. Because, I mean, you couldn't see what <laughs> yeah, was going on. I guess. I guess. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> crazy things happen. But, yeah, I, I, as a kid, I, my first helmet day, well, there was a sticker on the back of the helmet, and it said Bryant. And I'm going to guess that it was the HVAC company. Right, the the Bryant mm-hmm. uh, furnaces mm-hmm. or yep. wh- whatever. Bryant heating just, and cooling or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. just guessing that's what it was. But I thought at the time, you know, I was probably 10 or 11 or whatever. I thought it was like, who's Bryant on this? Why is <laughs> – I thought it was a player. <laughs> looking, at the, looking at the program, there's no hey, – Pop, there's no Bryant in here. Who's Bryant? I, I found out way later that it was, you know, a, a sponsorship of, of that. But – uh yeah, a bunch of helmets. What am I going to do with those? What do you, What do you think should be done with those? Save them for your for your kid. For your kid's What's he going to do with them? Give them out. He calls me a hoarder anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's if, nice. unless you're going to display them, what do you? What I mean? Do people I, wear those things? I eh, if you get a look, if you get a couple drinks in me, Tim, I'll wear them. You would wear the the helmet. Oh yeah. I see from time to time. I see people around the yeah, ballpark we do. wearing wearing at, a random the, helmet. Yeah, just a random helmet. Yes. All right, uh, Adrian Hauser. We got to hear what he had to say after this performance tonight. Yeah, we've just been working on some stuff mechanically. You know, trying to get everything back and right, and you know, I was able to find it there in the first, and was just you know kind of in and out of it there in the second inning. Just wasn't able to execute pitches like I was in the first and for the rest of the game. What's the difference, you know, you, you want contact, but the difference between weak contact and, and the hard contact you were seeing today? Yeah, you know, just you know, missing here on the fastball a little bit, you know, got the ground balls like I was wanting to, but it was, wasn't able to get it quite in just enough to be able to get that weaker contact, to be able to, you know, get the double plays or get the just ground ball outs like I needed to. Adrian, mechanic, what are you working on without getting too complicated? Uh, just trying to keep over my toes be able to stay all the way down the mound and just you know get into a certain point in my delivery where I'm coming out of it and just lets pitches leak out over and you know doesn't execute pitches as well. So it's just a work in progress sort of over the past period of time? Yeah, yeah I've been working on it for like last week and a half or so so I'm just gonna you know, like there was a few spots where it was good and I you know it was, you know I'm just in and out of it right now and you know I think we're Right there, being able to you know really hammer it down, and that's what we'll be doing this next week. Adrian, how frustrating has the last month or so been for you? Uh, very frustrating. You know, I'm not pitching up to my standards, and I'm not pitching up to you know what I need to be pitching pitching at, and you know not helping out this team the way I need to be. And uh, you know, I'm very disappointed in myself, and just need to you know keep working and keep going at it, and you know get things to turn around. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. Okay, game two. That's the cool thing. We get another game of baseball tomorrow. 310 first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. We'll talk more Brewers baseball. And maybe tomorrow we'll talk about big league brothers instead of the father-son combos. That'd be kind of fun, right? Someone did call. In and say, I have one for you. What you got? And he said, Hank Aaron and Tommy Aaron. I said, Well, I go father son. 
He goes, no, brothers. They so, were brothers, there, yeah. There's one for you. Hank and Tommy. Yeah, there's there's a lot. We'll, we'll, hopefully we can get to that tomorrow, depending on what, what goes on with the game, certainly. Sometimes the game's going to dictate uh, a lot of what we talk about. <laughs> if things go really, really well or really bad, we've got to focus on that. But uh, let's focus on game two, uh, Gene Wagner plumbing postgame show after the game. And uh, the Brewers mm, against a lefty tomorrow. Here's, here's what I do with the lineup. Now, I've noticed some consistency here, 3-4. Actually, 1-2-3-4 with Yelich, Adamas, uh, Telez, and McCutcheon there. 1-2-3-4. Just flip-flop the 1-2. And I know you're, oh, you can't move Christian Yelich. Yeah, you can. Put Adamas now in the leadoff spot for tomorrow against the lefty. Go Yelich 2, McCutcheon 3, and then Telez 4. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So flip-flop 1-2, flip-flop 3-4, just based on the lefty, and just go from there. Uh, I, I doubt that will happen. Just just saying what I would do. But uh, let's check the matchups for game two. For the Blue Jays, you see Kikuchi, 2-3, 4.94 ERA, like you said, a lefty. Going up against Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns, 5-4, and four, with that stellar 2.31 ERA. Yeah, almost, 110 strikeouts for Burns. Yeah, almost lined up to where Burns was going to pitch on his bobble giveaway on Sunday. Almost. Missed it by one day. And knock no, on wood, that's something. And, and, I shouldn't and, even say it. I'm and no, Craig Council should not have jazzed up his rotation to line him up on his bobble day. <laughs> it's just, if it happens, it happens, and that's that. So it didn't happen in, in this case. But... Uh, should be a good one. I uh, I did hear the rowdy chants. Something fierce today. It's the loudest they've been all season long. And if if rowdy plays tomorrow, which is up for debate, lefty lefty, uh, let's keep him going. He said at, at some point he's going to come up with a huge huge swing. I don't know if this is bad luck or good luck. It's right. I guess more bad luck. But I'll be at the game tomorrow. Oh my! Goodness. I know. Well, you just missed your boy Peter Strzelecki pitching tonight, so you won't see him. I just would like to see him. Win. You know, we should go down there. We should. When I'm feeling better to get down there, uh-huh. um, you should interview Peter Strzelecki. <laughs> you, you should, just because that's your boy. I'm with my boy. <laughs> It's call him that. Yeah, call him that too. He'll look All right, at that's me. gonna do it for us. You guys you guys have a great night. Have a uh, good good rest of the day uh, tomorrow prior to the game, and then we'll talk after the game right here at Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show for Tim Stadium Shea. My name is Tim Allen. Thanks for listening, and despite the outcome, smile Milwaukee, the world will smile back. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 